On July 20th, 1973, Bruce Lee, the most famous martial arts actor in history, died suddenly. He had risen to stardom in the films The Big Boss, Fist of Fury, and Way of the Dragon. In August of 1973, the first American-produced martial arts film, Enter the Dragon, was released. It became a monster hit and solidified Bruce Lee as a film icon. After the success of Enter the Dragon, Hong Kong film producers realized that their films could find international audiences if they in some way convinced viewers that Bruce Lee was the star. And thus, Bruceploitation was born. Now there are two distinct subgenres of Bruceploitation, or sub-subgenres, I should say, of, this, of the Bruceploitation subgenre. Films that merely tried to trick you into thinking that Bruce Lee was in them, and then films that directly reference Bruce Lee's death and feature Bruce Lee as a character himself. It is one of the latter examples that we are watching tonight. It is The Clones of Bruce Lee. It's just my video. Woo! Here's a movie that you never seen. The map is some ninjas or a crazy death machine. There'll be smiles, there'll be tears. You won't watch a movie for about eight billion years. It's time for death by video. Time for death by video. And now, the show will begin. Hello, I'm Phil. I'm Kit. And I'm Graham, saying welcome back to another episode of Merry Movie Mayhem, as we dive into the distasteful genre of Bruceploitation. Um, <laughs> all right, and we're going to be watching The Clones of Bruce Lee, which has been called the Mount Everest of Bruceploitation films, although I disagree. I, uh, I think Bruce Lee, or The Dragon Lives Again, a.k.a. Bruce Lee Goes to Hell, is the is the Mount Everest. Uh, but guys, before we get into the clones of Bruce Lee, have we seen anything interesting since we last recorded? Phil, what have you been watching? Oh, wow. Uh, I've mostly been doing rewatches. Um, I rewatched uh, Gone Girl, Killing of a Sacred Deer, Drive. Drive holds up great. Yes, I love Drive. Oh, by the way, I should also... I want to say thanks to all our, our listeners who reached out after our Psycho Ape episode. Apparently... People really like that episode, and it's actually like been probably our most successful one of all time. So, <laughs> fantastic, thanks, guys! Oh yeah, I've been watching gross stuff in the last Ooh. couple of weeks. So, uh, I watched finally watched the Jackass sequels. Uh, the second one is definitely uh, far superior to the third one uh, in terms of creativity and like. Uh, third one takes a dip, but I still takes a little dip. Yeah. It's, the second one just really ups the ante on like just the creativity and uh, the comedy value and just disgusting to the point that it's almost hard not to commend. <laughs> <laughs> and then Pink Flamingos was on the Criterion channel and that's yes. a big blind spot. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, even though I've watched most John Waters movies, for some reason I've never seen Pink Flamingos and I finally watched that. Yeah, I've always been afraid to watch it because, like, you you know about the ending. Like, everyone's read it. It's like divine eats poop, like real poop that you see being pooped out of a dog, and you're just like, do I really want to watch this? But it's John Waters, so I kind of feel like it'll be chicken. Yeah, a real chicken gets killed. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I watched that happen on Anthony Bourdain's show, so I think it's fine. Not murdering chickens for entertainment, but just that no. it, it occurred. Um, so yeah, 
what else, Phil? Anything else gross that you watched? Two Jackass movies and Pink Flamingos. I think I think I've got my gross, Phil. Uh, <laughs> I I watched uh, Trees Lounge, which I liked. Uh, Steve Buscemi's I think directorial debut. He started, and I was like, that has a stacked cast of uh, veteran actors. Yeah, and that's a Long Island uh, movie. Nice. I like films yeah. from like uh, not the typical places like Long Island yeah. or Staten mm-hmm. Island or whenever like a movie is shot in like uh, Minneapolis or something like that. I'm always like, ooh, what does this yeah. look like? Um, a Long Island movie not directed by Hal Hartley. Exactly. Yeah. Although yeah. we love Hal Hartley on this podcast. Of course we do. Yeah. Yeah. But it's an underrepresented area. <laughs> exactly. For sure. Yeah. It's, I think it's still on Tubi, Trees Lounge. Oh, cool. I'll probably give it a watch. Yeah. And Chloe Seventy gave a shout out to it recently because she had a bit part, and I guess she dug up some pictures of her in that movie and uh, mm. on her Instagram. I'm like, oh yeah, I had this. I still have this in my queue, so mm. I fired that up. Cool. Anything else, Phil? Uh, I watched Lone Star, which was another glaring blind spot, which I liked. Um, my my only reservations is that like it kind of just explains like every explains away every loose end. There's always like a I think it, I think the movie tends. To, there are some like real over explanation in the movie, but I, it's otherwise like a really solid ensemble movie, really well done. And, uh, hmm. Cool. All right, Kit, what have you seen since we last recorded? Uh, not a lot. Let's see, uh, just two movies actually. Hmm. I watched uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two: The Secret of the Ooze. Does <laughs> that oh. hold up for you? So it's not it's not great. <laughs> no. I haven't actually seen it since I was uh, a kid. So this is the first time seeing it since I enjoyed it legitimately. Mm. Uh, because, you know, whatever. I remember liking the fact that it picks up like right after the uh, first one ends. Yeah. Like it's like two nights later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Even though everyone's shocked when the shredder just comes back like immediately. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, we haven't seen him in forever. And the Foot Clan has to like go through a rebuilding process. So it feels like even though the movie picks up right where the first one left off, it feels like two years have passed in real time. He yeah. comes right up out of the trash. And mm-hmm. it's like, he must have been dead. Yeah. But no, apparently not. I think the second movie dropped like less than a year after the first one because they just rushed that one into production. And Oh, yeah. yeah. And they were cashing in on Vanilla Ice's fame, but like Vanilla Ice was already over by the time Secret of the Use came out. Yeah. yeah. But not to us kids, though, watching it. No, like, no. Vanilla Ice is so great. Ninja I, Rap was, was awesome. Great. I thought, man, I can't believe the uh, the big climax scene is there. Almost, yeah. almost there. Did I mention on the last episode that I rewatched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the movie relatively recently? Because that's on Tubi now. I think I you did. Think but... so? Yeah. I know we did. We did talk about it in one of the most yeah. recent episodes. But no, I, I totally forgot about like the the Foot Clan layer, which is just totally cool. Just kids smoking cigars, mm-hmm. gambling, and it, it's an awesome layer. Yeah, yeah. Sam there's, there's layer. skateboarding. There's yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's everything you could want. Sam Rockwell's although... there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I would be easily corruptible. Mm-hmm. And they teach you ninjutsu. Awesome. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, <laughs> I love. I love. Uh, like later in that same movie too, like the the Foot Clan's getting ready, and like there's these teenagers having smokes, mm-hmm. like chain smoking teenagers. <laughs> teenagers 
<laughs> That's why the Foot Clan was easily defeated because they just had poor lung capacity. It's like they do three kicks and then be winded. Turtles, all they did was eat pizza and like party it up, and they were able to defeat the Foot Clan. Carbs uh, over nicotine. Mm-hmm. What else have you uh, seen, Kit? What was the other movie? Was it uh, the, other, yeah, the other movie? Uh, I watched uh, Sicario. Just oh yeah. I don't- looking for a movie to watch and it was like leaving prime in two days and i'm like oh well i've never seen it and i've heard decent things so checked it out it was good actually i was surprised yeah it was way better than i thought as well because i i didn't like denny villeneuve until that point that was like the first denny villeneuve movie i liked yeah oh yeah. i flat out hated his films and oh like, wow really delicate uh, what was it not delicatessen maelstrom maelstrom's uh, awful i did not so- see maelstrom I have no um, Prisoners was really bad as well. I haven't did seen I see that, that though. Yeah. Hmm. He did Arrival though, right? Yeah, he did do Arrival, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was decent. I liked Arrival. Yeah, no, Arrival I saw after uh, Sicario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My favorite Denis Villeneuve film is still <laughs> Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. yeah. Which it gets, gets maligned, but I actually think I saw it once and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen it a bunch of times. I can't quite remember. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, I see it the once. I like Sicario. Has a very um, kind of nuanced um, understanding of the uh, war on drugs, and um, kind of paints the um, the U.S. government as villains in this in this war, which is mm-hmm. was surprising. I didn't expect that. Yeah. Which gets contradicted in the second Sicario. Apparently so, yeah. Day of the Soldado. Soldado, yeah. (laughs) It's like, wait, we're these are the good guys now. (laughs) Benicio del Toro has a gun to uh, Emily Blunt's head at the end of the movie, and it's like, yeah, "Yeah, right thing to do. Yeah, had to get that signature. Sure. (laughs) I think they want to do a third movie based on how the second Sicario ends, and I guess that just did not pan out. Come on, we need a Sicario 3 in 3D, you know? Yeah. <laughs> There's always got to be three. Come on. If you're going to go for that sequel, you got to prepare for a third. Yeah. In I 3D. Do, like, I do appreciate a good one, two, like, movie series where it's just like we're stopping after two, like Crank yeah, 2. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, Terminator 2 bef- before Terminator 3, obviously. Um, what's a good another one, two? Godfather oh, Weekend 2. Bernie's. Weekend of Bernie's 2, yeah. Yeah. They should do a weekend at Bernie's three, but like now, after all this time has passed, and they're just trying to pass off this rotting skeleton <laughs> as if it's in the same tracksuit from Weekend at Bernie's just, one. Just be completely absurdist. Mm-hmm. Or it turns out Terry Kaiser wasn't dead the entire time. He was just like, <laughs> just like you guys are hilarious. Let's keep this going. Um, <laughs> which doesn't explain how he was, he was able to walk underwater um, in part two. We gotta do. We should do part two on this on the podcast. Oh sure, yeah. I haven't seen that since it first came out in the theater. Nice. Yeah. Same year as Jurassic Park. Um, yeah. Yeah. Back uh, when I used to go to the movies every weekend. Oh, I can't wait. Like once theaters open up, like I'm going. I'm going as much as I can, um, because, yeah, man. Like nothing beats a, a movie with a crowd. <laughs> That 4K restoration of Cronenberg's Crash, it briefly played at the Fox last summer, and mm-hmm. I was too worried to go, and mm-hmm. I'm regretting that decision. It's like, you know what? I should have risked it. And Don't 
don't regret that. I mean, the thing is, like, reopening up stuff last summer was so stupid because it gave everybody the false sense that this is over back when every scientist was saying, it's not over, it's going to get worse. And then it got worse. And then it got worse. And then it got worse. And now it's slightly better. Although it is amazing to think, not that I want to talk about COVID on this podcast, but the numbers that we have in Ontario now, if we had these during the initial, like, shutdown, everybody would be freaking out. But now oh, it's like, sure. oh, we only had 500 new cases yesterday. Let's let's hit the beach. Well, um, I knew that that was going to happen. It's like it's been so long. It's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. People, people are getting it's over. I got my shot. It's over. There's mm-hmm. vaccines now, at least. People yes. are getting their shot. Yes, please get vaccinated. Okay, so um, what have I watched recently? Yeah, I haven't watched many movies since we last recorded either. I think I've only watched seven uh, movies. I'll go through them quickly. Uh, Any Given Sunday, I just had never seen it. And then I watched it and it happened. And apparently <laughs> football is pure and good and it's it's the corruption of business that's ruined it. I'm like, sure. Oliver Stone um, after uh, Natural Born Killers was a trip. Yeah, he just like, every that yeah everything was crossfades to different formats and old footage and I've seen Any Given Sunday a couple times. It's like a whole movie on cocaine. It's wild. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do like seeing Matthew. I realize now, like, I like seeing Matthew Modian in movies. Like, he's a good presence. Oh, Um, sure. Yeah. I follow that up with Wacky Taxi, which is an early 70s film starring John Austin from The Addams Family, which every review was like, it's super boring, and it's not a comedy, despite its title being Wacky Taxi. And Wacky? Uh... The taxi itself is kind of whack because uh, it's an old Studebaker oh. that he basically John Austin starts an illegal cab service in in uh, in I think it's San Francisco, um, and it's it's fun. Like I like they're not fun, but I I don't know why, but I enjoyed it. Uh, it's just like seeing John Austin trying to to run this taxi like an independent, unlicensed, illegal taxi company. Um, then I watched this movie called The Hang Up from, uh, I think it was the late 60s. Um, it's a, uh, it was on Vinegar Syndrome's Five Years, Five Films uh, Blu-ray compilation that they released a few years ago to celebrate their fifth anniversary. They did a whole bunch of now out of print uh, Blu-ray compilations of movies that they said would never get a, a high definition transfer that they did. Uh, it's a very, very bizarre film about a cop, a vice cop who like hates hippies, hates people who are sex pot basically hates everybody. Uh, although the film does have a pretty progressive stance on homosexuality until the gay man at the start of the film is revealed to be the villain at the end of the film. And you're like, oh, really? Um, but it's about a, a vice cop who basically uh, falls in love with a former prostitute or current prostitute who's like 18. Although surprise, surprise, she's actually 17. And the whole thing was a setup to get him for statutory rape charges. Um, that old setup, yeah, yeah, that thing that never ever happened in reality, and I'm not being sarcastic like that. Yeah, you know what you're doing. Um, then I rewatched Sledgehammer, the shot on video classic that Phil and I did our live tweet for uh, yeah. about a year ago or something. That was on Joe Bob Briggs' The Last Drive, and as part of his VHS appreciation night, I did not I watch the second film. Hmm. I, I just did had to do the Peter Gabriel sledgehammer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sledgehammer still holds up. It's still weird as hell. Um, the next one I watched was Dungeon Master or The Dungeon Master, which was an early Charles Band uh, film from the 80s. Uh, 
originally titled Rage War, and it was just changed to the title of Dungeon Master due to the popularity of Dungeons and Dragons in the early 1980s. Uh, it's a real fun blast of like two characters basically just going through different film genres, which I'm assuming was just Charles Band being like, hey, we're shooting this kind of movie, get those actors out here. We'll shoot a scene here, we'll shoot a scene there. It has like seven different credited directors um, and the heavy metal band Wasp makes an appearance. There's an actual Wasp concert that they go to. So I'm like, did wow. they shoot a music video for Wasp or was it for some other movie? But yeah, Wasp is in it. And then the last one I watched was Evil Speak uh, from 1981 starring Clint Howard. Uh, this film was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was supposed to be like jokey and hacky, but it actually turned out to be really, really good. I really liked it. Um, and uh, also tie into the Dungeon Master. Both feature uh, roles by Richard Mull, a.k.a. Bull from Night Court. Um, Night Court, of course, being the greatest sitcom in history next to WKRP in Cincinnati. Um, that's everything I watched before The Clones of Bruce Lee. All right, so we'll be right back after this message with our uh, review of The Clones of Bruce Lee. Do we have messages? If you're looking for more horror outside of the mainstream, look no further than Unsung Horrors, a podcast about underseen horror movies. I'm Lance. And I'm Erica. Every other week, we'll cover a horror movie with fewer than 1,000 views on Letterboxd. We'll even give you double feature recommendations to pair with the movies we discuss. From gothic to shot on video, from slashers to comedies, from giallo to j-horror, we'll cover all the subgenres. So join us as we unearth these hidden gems of horror. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at Unsung Horrors, available wherever you listen to podcasts. And we're back. All right. So uh, The Clones of Bruce Lee, uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, basically, at the start of the film, Bruce Lee, the actor, dies, and then they clone him. They create Bruce Lee <laughs> 1, Bruce Lee 2, and Bruce Lee 3. For, I, and again, it's cloned by the SBI, which is the special. Yes. <laughs> what, what is I, I heard Bureau the FBI, of Investigation. Yeah. I heard the FBI the entire time. No, it's the <laughs> SBI. Um, and there's yeah. even one point like where, where like the villain, he's told that, um, oh, the, uh, the intruders, they, they fight like Bruce Lee. And he's like, fight like Bruce Lee. The FBI must be involved. And I'm like, are they <laughs> suggesting that Bruce Lee was an FBI asset? Well, that, I mean, that's the thing is, is that <laughs> I don't understand why the FBI is like, oh, Bruce Lee is dead. We must clone him right away. It's like Bruce Lee was not a member of any government agency, especially the fictitious British-led FBI. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. Special branch of investigation. That's what it's the right. Uh, for some reason, I've heard of a special bureau of investigation. Yeah. So the film opens up with music from the Warriors and uses yeah. uh, actual documentary footage of the real Bruce Lee and then actual footage of Bruce Lee's funeral, which Game of Death also did. Um, again, super distasteful. Um, but uh, we should, before we get into the movie, let's talk a little bit about, about what Bruceploitation is. Um, so here's an incomplete... Uh, oh, so there are alternate titles for this movie. Um, actually, there's not because I didn't write it down. Um, sorry, I wanted to talk about another Bruce Boutique <laughs> film I like uh, called The Dragon Lives Again, a.k.a. The Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, a.k.a. Bruce Lee Goes to Hell, which is where Bruce Lee dies, winds up in hell, and teams up with Popeye and Kwai Chain Kane to fight 
to fight basically Clint Eastwood from the Fistful of Dollars trilogy, the Godfather from the Godfather. Uh, who else? Lot there's everyone kind of shows up in it. Zatoichi, the blind swordsman from the Zatoichi blind swordsman films. Um, James Bond, and for some reason, Emmanuel from the Emmanuel uh, erotic film series. No. I don't know why she's there, um, but it's it's a fun romp, and we'll be doing it in the future. I don't know when though. But here's an Emmanuel escalated at some point. Sorry. Emmanuel escalated at some point. It, like it veered into like Nazi exploitation, I think. Or that was the knockoff Italian Emmanuel film. Yeah. With like either they had I forget which one. Either the original Emmanuel series had two M's or one M, and like the Italians were like, if we change it slightly, we can do whatever we want. And then they of course created Black Emmanuel, which was yeah. really again a Spanish woman playing an African American woman. Yeah, there was Emmanuel in America, which is apparently pretty nasty and Emmanuel and the Last Cannibals. And then there was, even though I don't think it was considered an Emmanuel knockoff, it was Massacre in a Women's Prison by Bruno Mattei, mm. the director of Zombie, partial director of Zombie 3 and director of all of the atrocious Zombies the Beginning, which we will never ever talk about on this podcast again. Um, that's our only failed episode. Um, so an incomplete list of Bruce exploitation films are The Pig Boss, not The Big Boss, which is a Filipino movie, Shadow of the Dragon, The Game of Death, Bruce Lee, A Dragon Story, Goodbye Bruce Lee, His Last Game of Death, Exit the Dragon, Enter the Tiger. Bruce Lee fights back from the grave. New Fist of Fury, which actually starred Jackie Chan, because initially Jackie Chan, they were trying to push him to be in the Bruce Lee mode of, Bru of the, the Bruce, like, knockoff actors. Um, the Dragon Lives, Bruce Lee, The Man, The Myth, The Dragon Lives Again, Fist of Fury 2, Return of the Tiger, Enter the Game of Death, Fist of Fury 3, They Call Him Bruce Lee, Kung Fu Fever, Fist of Fear, Touch of Death, Bruce Lee's Fist of Den Vengeance, and then finally, Jackie and Bruce to the Rescue, which knocks off both Bruce Lee and Jackie Chan in the same movie. So there, and like, we're gonna talk about more Bruce exploitation films as well, because the director of this film did a, a bunch more. But uh, why don't we talk about the film that we watched for this episode? Kit, start us off on the clones of Bruce Lee. Oh, where where to begin? Well, as you said, it starts off with um, just like archival film footage, um, and oh, uh, it actually starts off with I guess he's had a heart attack, and they're rushing him to hospital. And uh, here you'll note that the surgeons all wear pretty cool '70s glasses while they're uh, performing on uh, Bruce Bruce Lee, um, and they make sure to get samples. I think brain samples, brain samples. Yeah. yeah Cause you need brain samples for cloning. Mm -hmm. And then it's announced on the TV news that he has uh, passed mm -hmm. uh, away. Uh, very, not a very solemn broadcast, but it, it is the top story. Mm -hmm. uh, then we find out the uh, SBI is getting involved, not the FBI. No. Um, and yeah, then we meet our, uh, our, he's not a doctor, he's a professor. Uh, mm -hmm. What's his name? Professor, um, I just listened Professor to Lucas. Professor Lucas. Oh, okay. I called him Professor, Professor Twiddly Knobs because he, like, when they're cloning Bruce Lee, he's, like, twiddling a knob on his computer and he looks really excited about it. I love, I love all his uh, technology, his cloning technology. Looks like it was borrowed off, like, early Star Trek um, sets, like the, uh, the series sets. Just like brightly colored knobs and lights that blink and make noises. Yeah. Uh, love it. 
I wish our technology had headed in that direction instead. I agree. Buttons, <laughs> knobs, magnetic <laughs> tape. It's the only way to do it. Um, he seems kind of sinister just off the bat, the way he's uh, laughing and, and as he's making these clones. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was initially confused because it sounded like he was making, he was like, he was naming them. He's like, okay, here you go. Your name is Bruce Lee 2. Your mm -hmm. name is Bruce Lee 3. And I'm like, what happened to Bruce Lee 1? I thought maybe there, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. there is a Bruce Lee 1. Mm -hmm. It's not just the original Bruce Lee. That's Bruce Lee 0, I suppose. Yeah, or Bruce Lee Prime. And what uh, viewers might notice off the bat is that these three Bruce Lee clones do not look like one another. No. no. <laughs> one of them, I'd say Bruce Lee one looks the most like Bruce Lee. Yeah, mm -hmm. Passing resemblance, yeah. With, when, he's far, got the haircut, yeah. when he's got the haircut and the glasses on, you're like, okay, sure. I could yeah. see him being a stunt double. The other two do not really look like Bruce Lee. Not at all. <laughs> I was going to say, I think Bruce Lee, I think I wrote it down here. Bruce Lee 2 or Bruce Lee 3 is, is way more, um, uh, yeah, I think it's Bruce Lee 3 is, is, has got Bruce Lee's mannerisms down pat. And then Bruce Lee 1 looks the most like Bruce Lee. And then Bruce Lee 2 just kind of exists. Um, <laughs> He's there. <laughs> So I do want to point out that uh, the other interesting thing about this film is that it, it uh, is the first and only time that the top three Bruce Lee like knockoff actors were in the same movie together. And they so are? They are, uh, where did I, I wrote it down. I've, I've got it right here. Uh, why can I, oh yeah, so it stars um, Bruce, or sorry, Dragon Lee as Bruce Lee one, Bruce Le as Bruce Lee two, and Bruce Lei as Bruce Lee three. Now known as uh, Yi Tao Cheng. Yes. Because that's his actual name. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Phil? So this is the same Bruce Lei from uh, Boy, the Kung Fu Professor in Pieces? I believe so, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there's also like another, it features another prominent Bruce exploitation actor, Bruce Tai, as Chuck, Chuck Lee. Lee. Yes, which I remember when Chuck showed up, I was like, who the hell is this guy? And why is he not fighting with them? Um, <laughs> the plot is confusing, if simple, somehow. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah. I was, so, I was very thrown off. But um, So, Phil, where do we go from? Uh, we, have, we now have three clones of Bruce Lee. What happens next? What happens next is, so uh, then we get the plan. Um, we actually get some training first. We yes. got some training. Oh, yes. Set we to the Rocky theme. Set yep. to the Rocky theme. Um, with our boy. With our boy, Bolo Young. I know. <laughs> Tiger Claws. Yeah, our young Tiger blood Claws, sport. Blood Sports. Uh, Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dragon. Double, Double impact. impact. Yeah. And scads of others. Always yeah. love seeing that guy. Yeah. yeah. He's, I think, and he was also the star of Chinese Hercules, from what I recall. Okay. That would make sense. Mm -hmm. He did. You just stayed the same age his whole career. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's got such a good look. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And so then the plan hatches where there's an evil film producer. Um, evil they do, film producer they... who's directing movie, two evil film producers. Yes, yep, Kit? Kit? Oh, yeah. Well, just um, to go on the extended training montage, they, they learn to fight with uh, Bolo Young, but then there's uh, there's two other trainers, or at least one other trainer, mm -hmm. uh, one with a mustache, and he teaches them the, the five 
the five deadly venoms, basically, mm -hmm. although they're slightly different. He teaches yeah. them uh, dragon style, snake t style, tiger style, uh, tiger style, <laughs> uh, panther style, and crane style, which I remember all these styles very well from the Shaw Brothers movies series of films. Mm -hmm. uh, I learned all about them last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, so then, uh, Phil, they're going after the evil film producer Chai Lo, mm -hmm. who, what's his, his, like, why is he evil again? What does he do? So he runs a gold smuggling front. Mm -hmm. Smuggles gold and film canisters, which doesn't make sense at no. all. And is, isn't it suggested that he sort of knocked Bruce, the real Bruce Lee off somehow? Or is mm -hmm. that maybe I was reading into it too much? No. But like they're, they get progressively more sinister as in the next 15 minutes of the movie. Mm hmm. So and um, which Bruce? It's Bruce Lee one that goes after the film producer, right? No, Bruce Lee one's the one that goes after the Thai. Um, yep. No, no, actually, I, I I looked up the plot this morning just to remind myself. <laughs> Bruce Lee one is sent to the uh, to do the be an undercover actor, basically. Yeah. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. um, and nobody in the film world is like that's a clone of Bruce Lee, yeah. as you know you think they would be. Mm -hmm. um, the other two, and this is why the plot is sort of confusing because they split. This part, these two parts up entirely. They don't cut between. They split mm -hmm. them up entirely. The other two um, head to um, Shanghai. Yeah, to me, to yeah, to fight Doctor Nye, not Bill <laughs> Nye, Doctor no. Nye. But this, I thought it was no, it was in Bangkok. Or maybe you could be right. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. go to a Shanghai beach. They okay. might go to Bangkok as well, though. Mm -hmm. It right. also depends on what translation of the movie that we're, you're watching. Mm -hmm because this film was not given the most love and care when it was uh, translated into English. Um, so yeah, so there's the evil film producer who Bruce Lee one basically just kills. And that's the end of that. Yeah. But part yes. of their scheme is like, like they were going to like plot to kill uh, Bruce Lee on set of the movie, mm -hmm. anticipating Brandon Lee's death on the set of the crow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is a bit, a bit, a bit of weird foreshadowing. I, I saw that too. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I think we because all I do like this Bruce Lee is an SBI agent. I I will say I did sort of like this part of the movie just because it almost seems like a, a just like the filmmakers are. It's like a behind the scenes look at how some of these films are made, and you got the uh, kind of um, edgy director who's uh, who's always yelling at his uh, cast mm -hmm. and crew and. They're wearing all the fashion and stuff, and his Paris hat. Yes, is his Paris hat. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, the hat that had the word Paris on it. Yeah, That's and there's nice. also one a production assistant who's cross-eyed. He's almost like an Igor type. He giggles hysterically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that's true. Uh, <laughs> we know about production assistants. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I also love the gold when it's finally revealed here is just clearly just regular old bricks painted with gold. Spray painted gold, yeah. It's the worst looking gold bricks I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> oh, and they, they also, uh, he's he tries, they before they try to kill him on camera, they originally send, um, he's like, oh, send a white panther and quick tiger after after him. That'll, that'll mm -hmm. kill him. And yeah. white panther is definitely a white guy. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Quick Tiger, I couldn't tell. 
Um, I couldn't tell where he was from. He's not Chinese, but um, mm-hmm. he could just be a, a white guy with a tan, or he mm-hmm. could be a brown guy. Yeah. But uh, they fail. A mm-hmm. lot of the film is just a, like a series of ambushes, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like bad guys ambush one of the Bruces. Um, yeah. and, and the fight, yeah, the fighting choreography is not terrible. No, it's, actually it's pretty it's, decent. It's, quite it's not fun. filmed well, though. No, it's filmed horribly and edited even worse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like this was the period between, like, the Shaw brothers had really like overtaken Golden Harvest by the late seventies as being like the kings of kung fu uh, movies, and then it really wasn't until Jackie Chan emerged in The Legend of Drunken Master that they re- they really really started filming fight scenes like good again. Because for the longest time, it was just like, it's the technique, it's the martial arts, that's what's important. Just stick a camera in front of it and cut around it. Um, I will say that uh, Lau Kar Lung of uh, Shaw Brothers fame, he was very particular about doing things in single takes and making sure you got the, the whole fight on um, mm-hmm. screen so you could see that they were actually doing the moves. Yeah. Still, though, I, got, I do have to say, like, all three, Bruce Lee's and Chuck, were really they were really entertaining to watch. They're really good martial artists. I enjoyed watching yeah. them fight. Um, and so that brings us now to Bruce two, Bruce Lee two and Bruce Lee three being dispatched to eliminate Dr. Nye. Yes, Kit? Small plot point, but um, Bruce Lee one um, starts getting sweet on Nancy, who oh, is, uh, yeah. I guess, um, Professor uh, Lucas is uh, one of his assistants. Yes, two. It's Nancy and Catherine? Nancy and Kathy. Kathy, right. Oh, well, he likes people whose names end in Y. Um, yeah. But uh, they it, are getting sweet on each other, and this uh, pays off later in the movie. Yeah. Um, and then we're introduced to the infamous Dr. Nye, who his plot is to build metal men. Yep. Um, which seems but very... He's a mad scientist who creates drugs. Right. That's, that's how he makes his money. Yeah. Um, this is also the part of the movie. So in Hong Kong movies in the late, like especially not like the, the less reputable, reputable ones, they are all pretty much PG-13 until like the second half of it when all of a sudden there's just boobs everywhere. Yep. Uh, I mean, it happened in uh, the, the Jackie Chan's 36 Crazy Fists of Kung Fu, which Jackie Chan isn't even in. But in this movie, you're like, okay, this could play like this could be like a Sunday afternoon, like city TV staple. And sure. then you get to Dr. Nye's weird house of sex. And <laughs> and it's just like, oh, women just walk around naked in his place. Although it's, you could tell even for this, they edited around something. Like something happened here because it was like, okay, dance for me. And then someone got up to, uh, one of the women got up to dance. They, they are not, they're not showing crotch. They, no. <laughs> And they, they cut around a lot of stuff. So I don't, I'm guessing that was longer and more grosser. And then for the North American audience, they just took a pair of scissors out and went cut, cut, and then spliced it together. Um, so this is where we meet Chuck. And my, in my notes here, I literally write, who the hell is Chuck? And why is he as good as Bruce Lee 2 and 3? And I thought, is this supposed to be an homage to Chuck Norris, who Bruce Lee fought in? I think it was Way of the Dragon he fought Bruce Lee. Or, uh, well, Chuck Norris was one of the fighters in Enter the Dragon. Yeah, I don't, I think, think, right. yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think Bruce Lee fought him in that, though. Hmm. Yeah. I, uh, Maybe yeah. he fights John Saxon in Enter the Dragon. My memory's hazy. He doesn't fight. John Saxon and him, they're all on the same They're on the, okay. the same side. Him, Jim Kelly, and John Saxon are on the same side. Uh, 
yeah, Chuck Norris is in Way of the Dragon. That's his debut role. And I think, yeah, he fights he fights um, uh, Bruce Lee and Chuck Norris fight in Way of the, in Way of the Dragon. So it's, uh, that's cool. Actually, I should get that Bruce Lee box that the Criterion put out. It's not that expensive for five, for well, six Bruce Lee films, basically. Um, but uh, we basically have uh, Bruce Lee 2, 3, and Chuck show up beat up a bunch of Dr. Nye's guys. And then Dr. Nye introduces the metal men, which I think is a very horrible, like, cause they have to move slow cause they're full of metal. If you have a magnet, they'll be like taken out by it. It's, it's um, not a good plan. I've heard bronze men he sometimes says, or I don't know. Oh yeah. Well, he says like a bunch but, of different uh, metals. I kind of like Dr. Nye uh, just because he was so, uh, he's like so campy movie villain guy. <laughs> Just like maniacal laughter all the time. I also wrote Dr. <laughs> Dr. Nye and his cronies like to have a laugh at work. Like they just like really like what they're doing. They have a few laughs and they go home. And then like his, uh, he goes home and the, uh, the naked ladies are like, Oh, do you need to, or, uh, did you have a rough day? Do you need any help with that? And he's like, well, of course, that's why I have you around. <laughs> fantastic. I miss Willem's laugh. <laughs> Oh, uh, fun and yeah, he's got bronze men. He injects them with something, and it turns them into bronze. Yeah, and we see Phil. Do we see them get tested? Do we? See, I don't think so. Like at some point, it just gets to them like fighting the Bruce Lee clones, and you have a bunch of these like clanging metal sound effects when they get hit. You did. You did. There is a brief scene of I think of them just testing each other and where that's where the clanging metal sounds are first. Right. Introduced. Right. 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 I told it's you. also hilarious because a couple of them are really cut and look like they could be made of metal. And then there's one guy who's got like love handles and uh, <laughs> it's a little bit more doughy. They also make them, bronze, though. They also make them wear a really weird like banana hammock. Uh, outfit. Yeah. Why would that be necessary? I guess just to show off if they're standing. They're all, they're all wearing bronzer as well. So I guess <laughs> they thought they could hide the love handles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the Bruce, yeah, Bruce Lee 2 and Bruce Lee 3 and Chuck Norris, or sorry, Chuck, um, they show up and they realize they can't defeat the Metal Men. Um, but, uh, sorry, I'm just going to go close my window. While, while Graham's gone, there's a there's a brief scene beforehand where I think Bruce Lee 2 or Bruce Lee 3 gets back to his room and there's a naked lady inside his bed. Oh, and right. It, this is a pointless scene. But yeah. uh, she's like, oh, I, I just, uh, you know, I want to please you or whatever. And it turns out she's an assassin, of course. Yeah. That's like when they first arrived in Bangkok or Shanghai, depending on the cut. And I think Chuck finds out and forms Bruce Lee, whichever one that's like, oh, she's an assassin who's trying to kill you, and then she gets karate chopped in the throat. Yeah. There's also a kind of a weird, fun scene where it's like, well, what do we do now? Well, let's go to the beach. And then they go to the beach. <laughs> and there's like a parachuting and sea doing. Mm -hmm. Sure. There was a beach. They they went to go film it. It happened. Um, and then... Yeah, then they're repelled by the, uh, the bronze men. And then this leads to uh, one of my favorite Dr. Nye lines. Uh, where one of his men informs him, he's like, "Oh, they've they've run away." He's like, "Yes, of course. They are afraid of my bronze men." 
then he laughs some more. Yeah. Uh, and then, then they discover that the only way to defeat the bronze men is to feed them grass. Yes. Grass. Yeah. They, they inadvertently figure out cause with one of them, like gets knocked down and sees some poisonous grass that they're, it's completely irresistible to these guys. He eats the poison grass and his eyes cross and then he just falls dead. Yeah. This is my favorite detail. It's not enough that they're just susceptible to the poisonous grass, like they can make a weapon out of it. No, these these bronze men just love eating this grass. As soon as it's put into in front of their face, they're like, yeah. nom, nom. even when they see like their, their <laughs> fellow cohorts dropping dead from this poisonous grass, like, oh my god! No. Yeah. Oh, fun time. Um, and then how does Doctor Nye get dispatched? Phil, get. It, they just kind of, um, they finally get rid of the, the bronze men. Uh, they get to Dr. Nye. He starts pleading and blubbering like a baby, begging for his life. And then he seems to do like the, um, the exploding heart technique to him. I don't know. He just punches him a bunch in the chest. Hmm. And um, I guess that explodes his heart. Yeah, the villains get off in very anticlimactic ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And then, so after this, our three Bruce Lees all go home. And the director of the SBI thanks Professor Lucas uh, and says, like, you know, thank you so much for your help in thwarting crime. And then Dr. Lucas is pissed because he's like, I want an actual monetary reward, like not just your thanks. And so he decides to have Fair. sort of, I mean, like you're cloning Bruce Lee. You're already like. <laughs> um, so then he decides we all should we also should point out that. Um, the the Bruce Lees are controlled by a series of wires throughout the compound that Dr. Lucas or Professor Lucas speaks into through a microphone to direct them. It's like Bruce Lee one, fight Bruce Lee three. Um, and so then he, we have a, a Bruce fight uh, where the Bruce Lees all try to kill each other. Yeah, it's the professor's plan here is so bizarre because he's like, oh, I'll show them. But first, I need to figure out which Bruce Lee clone is the strongest. It's like, mm -hmm. why you've got control of all three. Why not just yeah. use all three for your world domination? But no, he's like, the other, whichever survives a death match mm -hmm. will be the strongest Bruce Lee, and then I'll use him to take over the world? I don't know what his plans are. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, the, like this movie, it does not make sense. Um, and then, Phil, I think it's Nancy that saves the clones from fighting killing each other yes like because i she's hip to dr lucas's plan and informs the bruce lee that she's <clears throat> whichever bruce lee is she's keen on the dr lucas's nefarious plans mm -hmm. yeah and well she cuts the wires and then they don't fight and then i forget which bruce lee it was is like oh when we get zapped well we're not we're not there yet but, but okay. what one of the Bruce Lees says, oh, thank God you stopped us. We could have killed each other. <laughs> I also have to point out that all the Bruce Lees in this movie are super chill with the fact that they're, they've been resurrected from the dead and now there's two, others, uh, two other versions of himself just hanging around. I also like mostly they spend their time wearing those big uh, shades that Bruce Lee, I guess, wore in that one photo. Yeah. And so they're always like, they just love wearing those shades. I guess it's part of being a clone. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> one, of those one time and ever since then that's all like i even think didn't in uh, didn't mike moe in once upon a time in hollywood wear those shades as well 
I probably. Yeah, yeah I love it. Um, also, it's weird on uh, Wikipedia. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is listed as a Bruce exploitation film. Again, if, if you wanna like, if you're gonna like say punk exploitation is any film with like a punk hairdo in it, yeah, then I guess you could say Bruce exploitation could extend to any film with a Bruce sure. character in it. So that would is- Dragon the Bruce Lee story be a Bruce exploitation movie? Definitely, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're exploiting Bruce Lee's memory for. Uh, mm-hmm ticket sales yeah and, and dragon the bruce lee story was crap too like it was bad i never saw it i remember it was on tv one time and i watched like a fight scene but i didn't yeah i don't know they always the problem is whenever someone tries to make a movie about the life of bruce lee they always try to make it like one of his movies and it's like bruce lee didn't go around fighting mob bosses and criminals like when he wasn't acting which i guess this the, the clones of bruce lee purports that he did um so now we have our three bruce's assault on dr lucas and this is where bruce lee i think two gets zapped bill was that well they have to go through um the the security so like the 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 guys so bolo young makes a reappearance here um the other guy who taught him all the different styles um i also love when they're doing the hand motions for like the different styles you're like oh it's snake style because he's doing like a a wavy motion here's the tiger style It almost sometimes seems like the Bruce Lee clones are malfunctioning because they're just doing different stances really yeah. quickly. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so they dispatch Bolo Young and the other trainer. And uh, there's another weird, like, uh, pale-faced guy. Yeah, a guy who looks like he's just getting over, like, the plague or something like that. <laughs> and I didn't see him anywhere else in the movie. And he's got mutton chops. Yeah, very bizarre. Um, and then I think it's Bruce Lee 2 gets zapped. He doesn't survive, which is good because there's two girls and two Bruces uh, at the end of the yeah. movie. Um, and I love the way that Bruce Lee, I think it's one, decides to like, how can I get past these death rays? Oh, I'll just kick a hole through the wall and go in that way. It's Bruce Lee 3, I believe. Yeah, so Bruce Lee, uh, one of the Bruce Lees tries to go and confront uh, the professor and he gets zapped by the professor's death ray which we didn't know existed up until that point um and then bruce lee three like decides like oh i'm just gonna kick my way through the wall and that's how him and bruce lee i think it's bruce lee two that dies it's bruce lee one and bruce lee three survive and they go in do they remind me i think they kick the professor a bunch of times in the face they do but he he runs away because his lackey the um the diseased uh fella yeah. Uh, attacks them he's like the last line of defense yeah um and then where do we go from there phil so after they kill the lackey um like professor lucas is plotting his escape and then sure enough uh mr colin from the sbi is there to catch him mm-hmm. and he gets taken away and that's the end of the movie i i do i do love that too because he's like uh he's, he's trying to get away he's running he's plotting and then the SBI shows up and he's like, you're under arrest, Dr. Uh, Dr. Lucas or Professor Lucas. And he's like, oh, very well. And then that's it. They just <laughs> yeah. take him away in handcuffs. That's, like, that's literally the last 30 seconds of the movie. <laughs> I, I looked at the clock. It's like, because, you know, like the pale, the last line of defense, pale sickly dude, that, it's, it's still like the last minute of the movie. And then like he gets defeated very anticlimactically. And then Dr. Lucas is making his escape. And then mm-hmm. that's the last 20 seconds of the movie. <laughs> Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. No credits or anything. Just end. E N D E. So I guess this was like maybe a European, Mm -hmm. like I want to say German 
print Indie. Yeah. Um, I also want to point out that the Clones of Bruce Lee is the only film to feature a fight scene between Bruce Lee and Dragon Lee in the uh, the big Bruce fight at the end. Which, again, it seems like there's some good choreography going there. It's just not filmed very well. But yeah, that was the Clones of Bruce Lee. Uh, I'm going through a few notes here. Um, John T. Ben. I will say. Yes? Oh, go ahead, Graham. Go ahead. I'll leave okay. this for my final thoughts. John T. Ben, who plays Professor Lucas, uh, he's familiar to Bruce Lee fans because he played the mob boss in Way of the Dragon, and he later appeared as an American businessman in Jet Li's film Fearless. Um, as we said earlier, this is one of several appearances by Bruce Lee, uh, by Bruce Ploitation subgenre actor Bolo Young, who's of course an enemy of the dragon. Uh, the director filmed Joseph uh, Vel Velikas? Vel Velasca. He made several other Bruce Ploitation films, including Bruce's Fingers in 1976. The Return of Bruce in 1977, Bruce and the Shaolin Bronzeman in 1977, My Name Called Bruce, 1978, Enter the Game of Death in 1978, Young Dragon in 1979, and then finally Bruce's Secret Kung Fu in 1988. Um, this is also the only time Bruce Lee, or sorry, Bruce Le, Bruce Lay, and Dragon Lee were ever in the same film together. Um, what other notes do I have? That's pretty much it. Like, I mean, for this film being as notorious as it is, there wasn't a whole lot of behind the scenes trivia. I think it was just one of like 800 other Bruceploitation films that are being cranked out that year. I mean, the director alone released two other Bruceploitation films in the same year. So it's not like this was an out of the ordinary film. Um, so I guess we'll go with final thoughts. Kit, you, you had something to say? Oh, just um, what I wanted to say was that just everybody in this movie looks so damn cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know like they all they all get that 70s dress they've all got like the big glasses or the big cool sunglasses mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of style in this film and the other thing um, which I uh, forgot to point out is that one thing the Bruce Lee clones all do is they all do this weird like nose uh, scratching thing with their thumb which I guess was an affectation that Bruce Lee had it must have been because yeah. they all do it oh he um, famously did it in Enter the Dragon and Game of Death apparently Bruce Lee was the uh, was the stunt coordinator on this one yeah a lot of those guys had multiple like a lot of the uh, stunt performers were also the stunt coordinators because they'd be the ones in the in the scenes getting like jumping out the buildings and getting hit so kit uh any okay. other final thoughts on uh it, listen it's it's not a good movie it's about 20 minutes too long but it's not terrible i mean it was kind of fun at times mm -hmm. yeah i think it's a but good your You're right, Graham. It could have uh, it really could exist as like a kind of a fun Sunday afternoon movie. In mm -hmm. fact, they could probably cut out all the nudity um, and not miss any plot points. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because you don't really need any of that. Um, yeah. And then you'd lose the 20 minutes. Yeah. Kit, what are your final thoughts on the clones of Bruce Lee? What? Oh, Phil. sorry. Phil, sorry. Phil. I don't know. Phil, I thought this was... <laughs> You know, I thought this was a pretty rough watch. Um, oh wow! If you if you, if you describe the plot of this movie to me, like without me knowing anything about it, like this, I need to watch this. This sounds like a blast. But I thought the fight choreography was just so poorly filmed and edited, and it takes up so much of the time. And it's basically a make and make or break of a kung fu movie. Mm -hmm. But I just found it it was so poorly made and edited that it was just hard for me to watch. It just kind of got tedious after a while. Yeah, the, 
Uh, agreeing with Phil, the, the fight scenes are pretty much the least interesting parts. Sadly, it shouldn't yeah. be that way. But. I mean, there are campy, there are a couple campy elements that I can get on board with. You know, like I, the SBI stuff cracked me up every time. Um, I love Dr. Nye. Dr. Dr. Nye, I enjoyed, but other than that, like, there's nothing I enjoyed. Ooh, so a strong And I really wanted to enjoy it as a thing. Like, like if you described to me, like, this sounds awesome. I need to watch this right now. And yeah, yeah, it's, it doesn't deliver on the premise because, like, you figure the clones of Bruce Lee, there's going to be a whole army of Bruce Lees out there. Yeah, exactly. Or it would at least be like the Family Matters episodes where um, Steve Urkel transformed himself into Bruce Lee using his uh, transformation device. You guys don't remember that one? No. I remember the Stefan Urkel mm-hmm. series. I don't remember the... So he, he created a, a device that allowed him to transform into Stefan Urkel, and then he realized, oh, I can also put other... Um, like uh, personalities into it. So like he did Albert Einstein and then he did Bruce Lee. And it was hilarious because at one point he became Bruce Lee and then him and Carl became Bruce Lee. So there were two Bruce Lees and then him and his nephew, like I guess the the little kid, Richie and Richie's Uh friend also became Bruce Lee. So there were three Bruce Lees. Uh, Steve Urkel himself did a pretty good job of uh, with the martial arts and stuff, but everyone else not didn't. I will say um, the the fighting sound effects are. Um, I think they use a lot of the uh, Shaw Brothers like stock, yeah. But just the uh, like the like there's a lot of that going on, <laughs> which is kind of funny. And sometimes it's repeated, like you can hear it in the same fight. Yeah. Know. Well, every every kick had the same sound effect. So I guess that takes me to my final thoughts. Uh, I thought the movie was fun. I think it's very light uh it's not go out of your way and watch it because it's not that amazing um again it's a sunday afternoon movie on city tv like oh you'll watch it while you're you know lying on a couch recovering from a hangover i i I put in my air conditioner while watching this movie oh nice yeah the fight scenes i mean the problem is as well as like when you see the real bruce lee or jackie chan or the shaw brothers their fight scenes are choreographed so fantastically that it, everything else kind of pales by comparison, which is a shame because the martial arts in this film are incredibly talented and incredibly good, and mm. I like to see them in better productions. Um, and then, unfortunately, like most of their careers all died off because Jackie Chan came around a couple of years after this film and just like wiped the slate oh, yeah. clean. Like, I mean, his big thing was taking films out of, especially martial arts films, out of their like uh, the historical periods, making it modern, like Police Story, Police Story 2, Project A, and then his his crazy run of awesome late 80s, early 90s movies with uh, First Strike, Rumble in the Bronx, Mr. Nice Guy, Operation Condor, just great, great films. So yeah, I mean- Because when I finally watched Police Story, I was just in shock. Like, how did he not kill himself doing this? (laughs) So good. Yeah, and we'll do that eventually. we haven't done a Jackie Chan film. No, we always meant to. But, uh, yeah, well, it's hard to do it because we can't meet in person. <laughs> Rush Hour yeah. 3 coming next week. <laughs> no. No. That's probably on Tubi. Mm-hmm. But um, interestingly enough, this film directly ties into the film we're doing next week. Because next week, we're going back into the Bruce exploitation subgenre and watching The Dragon Lives Again, a.k.a. Bruce Lee Goes to Hell. Mm. 
Yeah, the one I like. So Are they suggesting that Bruce Lee sinned in life and that when he died, he went to hell? I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's a bogus journey type scenario. I think it's more like, it is much more like bogus journey. Actually, bogus yeah. journey is like a good reference point for it. I mean, because where else would you get Popeye, Kwai Ching King, Clint Eastwood, uh, the Godfather, <laughs> Emmanuel, James Bond, uh, and Zatoichi, the blind swordsman, all out to kill the recently dead Bruce Lee. God damn. Yeah, it's a big one. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's Death by Video. So for Death by Video, I've been Phil. I've been Kit. I've been Graham saying, keep on watching amazing movies. Good night. Everybody was Kung Fu fighting. Those kids were fast as lightning. In fact, it was a little bit frightening. But they fought with on